Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. Uh, this is Season 2, Episode 7 of the Huda Thunker Podcast. I am your host, Zeb, as always. This week, I want to talk about a genre of music that you may be aware of, uh, but most likely aren't. It's pretty uh, on the on the DL, as they might say. Someone like my dad, who's in his late 50s, uh, not would not be really aware of this kind of music, but someone my age in their 20s, it's become pretty popular, um, especially amongst college kids who like to, you know, have to study and like have something in the background. This episode is about lo-fi. I like to call it music's blank canvas. In the words of my dad, what the heck is lo-fi? Well, it's an abbreviation of the words low fidelity. To understand lo-fi, it helps to first understand hi-fi. Uh, in audio, fidelity denotes how accurately a copy reproduces its source. In the 1950s, the term high fidelity or hi-fi were popularized for equipment and recordings which exhibited more accurate sound reproduction. High fidelity is a term used by listeners, audiophiles, and home audio enthusiasts to to refer to high-quality reproduction of sound. Ideally, high-fidelity equipment has inaudible noise and distortion and a flat, neutral, uncolored frequency response within the human hearing range. So, hi-fi is when audio doesn't include the scratches and bumps that come with reproduced sound because you'd think people would just want to hear the polished version, right? Well, lo-fi flips that notion on its head. Wikipedia defines lo-fi as a music or production quality in which elements, usually regarded as imperfections of a recording or performance, are audible, sometimes as deliberate deliberate aesthetic choice. So it's the it's the bottom of the barrel, the reject pile of, of audio files, basically. When people ask me what lo-fi is or why I listen to it, I typically give them a short description. It is like elevator music, but better. It's what elevator music probably should be. But depending on how well I know the person asking, I tell them how it makes me feel, what I get out of it, um, or, you know, depending if they want to hear this whole long spiel. Music is an art. To use another form of art, painting as an analogy, most paintings try to get the viewer to feel something or connect with it. Where most music does the same, to me, lo-fi gives me a blank canvas. Instead of showing me a painting, getting me to feel something, it gives me the opportunity to paint myself, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that because lo-fi is very commonly played when people are trying to concentrate on something else or study for a test. Um, I like doing it when I'm researching stuff for this podcast. I play it while I'm working. Instead of pointing uh, my mind at a particular image or emotion like most other forms of music, lo-fi gives my mind the perfect audible setting to create my own art or type out my own essay or maybe just play video games. I mean, me and my buddies listen to lo-fi when we play video games. I'm an expert on the subject. I'm not an expert on the subject, but in the past I have thought perhaps lo-fi is the product of the ADHD generation. It's when you press like because I always like to have something in the background. People put lo-fi on the background for anything, and that's how my mind is. I like to have something playing in the background. You know, it's pretty cliche where your grandparents, you sit in their car, and they don't have the radio on, or they just have it on the static in between radio stations. It's it's That bothers me. I got to have something playing in the background so that my my subconscious mind can ignore it but have something going on now when you press play on pretty much any of my podcast episodes or the most recent ones the very first sound you hear is part of one of my favorite lo-fi songs 
Solitude. It's by the artist Dekobe. That's D-E-K-O-B-E. And the very last thing you will hear is another one of Dekobe's songs titled Raining. I chose Lo-Fi for my podcast in the hopes it would get you, my listeners, in the right headspace for my content. I want you to have your own blank canvas while I'm telling you this stuff. That and because Dekobe gave me permission to use his music over an Instagram post. (laughs) He, uh, He seems like a cool guy. To give you a better idea of what low fidelity music sounds like, uh, listen to this sample from the song "Love" in quote or in parentheses "sick love sick," uh, part one by one of the most respected lo-fi artists, New Jabes. Take a listen. James. He's a great lo-fi artist, but did you notice how he started out with having just random sounds and then they came together to make a melody and also notice that's one of the lo-fi songs where they have uh, a rap artist, basically a, a vocalist uh, go over the beat and New James is just great at it. He was, he's amazing. We'll talk about him more later. Now I want to tell you about the guy who is unofficially responsible for creating this new, unique sound. His name is R. Stevie Moore. He's the father of lo-fi, or that's what he's come to know. When Moore was just a young boy, he came up with the idea of recording music by himself at home. He was inspired by his father's musical career as a bass player for just about every major country star to wander through Nashville, Tennessee. As a teenager, Moore had access to a cassette tape player where he jammed out for some with some of his favorites like the Beatles and Elvis. Moore soaked in the sounds of early rock and roll, and it wasn't long until he started recording his own music. By the late 1960s, he was cranking out full albums. Being able to play bass, guitar, keyboard, percussion, and do vocals, Moore was able to create every aspect of his music by himself. He just overdubbed his own playing onto a track to create a full song all by himself. Pretty fun. Even after overdubbing up to about 10 times, you could still make out the first recording on a track. Moore didn't invent home recording. He wasn't the first to do it, do so, but he did take the practice to new heights. This was Moore's hobby. He already had the instruments, tapes weren't too expensive, so it didn't cost him much. He just kept doing it all by himself, and he didn't need to work around other schedules or anything, so he just did it a lot. Moore estimates that he has written somewhere between four and 5,000 songs so far. How does he write so much? How does he record so much? He doesn't discriminate. Where most artists would pick and choose what they release to the public, R. Stevie Moore releases all of his music, warts and all. He says, because bad music is brilliant, it's a diary of sound. Artists like the Talking Heads and the B-52s were influenced by Moore's unconventional recording style. For over 40 years, Moore has scarcely seen 
was scarcely seen playing music outside of his bedroom. He was a hermit, but in 2010, his career took a turn. He joined a band and toured the world. From large-scale festivals to dive bars, R. Stevie Moore was no longer an obscure album and the record store. He was the, lo- he was the father of lo-fi, and he has quite the following. Bless R. Stevie Moore, the genre... Uh, that came out of his playing helped me through my master's degree (laughs) all that studying time it was during my own hermit year of 2017 when i found lo-fi i think i typed something into youtube like music to study to and into the search bar before that bluegrass was my go-to concentration genre Uh, but it is a bit daunting to get into it and it's a bit weird you're like what is this and it's not it's not like rock and roll music where you get into it it makes you feel something you have to put your own feelings into it i know it sounds weird but like any new realm it helps to have a guide if you're going to get into lo-fi so here's some of my favorites instead of playing an absurd amount of audio clips from a bunch of different songs on this episode i urge you to check out the accompanying blog post for the links to my favorite artist but in case you are just listening here are a few I already mentioned Dave Kobe, as his music is the intro and outro to every Who to Thunk It episode. He's a little-known artist from Canada. Look him up. It's, like I said, spelled D-E-K-O-B-E. Great songs. There's another artist, which I don't know how he pronounces his name. L apostrophe I-N-D-E-C-I-S. And there's accents in there. And, and But anyway, it's a pretty popular lo-fi artist. His sound is incredible. And then we have Blazo, B-L-A-Z-O. He's a Polish producer who makes jazz-style lo-fi. My girlfriend and I like to listen to him when we're cooking. The artist New James, like I said from the clip earlier, he's amazing. He's widely regarded as one of the best in the genre. And the Japanese artist produced the soundtrack for the hit anime series Samurai Champloo. But tragically, in 2010, he died in a traffic collision in Tokyo. But probably the most popular way to get into lo-fi is not by looking up an individual artist or track just look up on live stream on youtube there are tons of lo-fi playlists that play on a loop on youtube for free 24 7 completely free at any time of the day or night you will find hundreds of other people listening for various reasons and occasionally type into the chat uh, to one another really nice community everyone's chill arguably the most popular lo-fi live stream is chilled cow one word chilled cow but there are others like chill hop music and lo-fi geek next time you have some other chores or some chores or errands to do put on some lo-fi you'll be pleasantly surprised at how tranquil the music can be and like i said on the blog post i have tons of different options if you want to listen to different songs thanks for listening um this was me just i wanted to give you guys an opportunity if you've never heard of lo-fi it's a it's a beautiful experience Till next week, uh, the reason I didn't publish this on Thursday, February 18th, is I took five days off and just sort of forgot that it was Thursday. So I'm recording it Friday now. Hope it didn't bother you. And, but I will. I do try to keep that schedule. I've been pretty good with every Thursday. Till next time, Huda Thunkers. Catch you later.